Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, so this should have been a much easier game for the Bucks. They went 28-22. They were up 28-7. to Totally dominated this game in every category with the exception of maybe pass interference penalty, two of them, um, that led to two touchdowns. This became a six-point win, obviously, and Bucks actually had to pick up a couple first downs to sort of ice it. But all in all, um, not a great finish, Steve Versnick, but... You know, they did what they had to do. Uh, they, this team has played three games in 12 days, and they won all three of them. And two of those were on the road in fairly hostile places to play. So, you know, as I, I don't think you worry about style points at this time of the year with all the injuries they have. They, they had another one that we'll talk about in a second. Um, but this is a beat-up football team that now gets the benefit of 10 days before they play their next game at home against Chicago and a chance to get two or three maybe players back. So to be 5-1, and one, which we talked about hasn't happened around Tampa Bay very often, if at all, a um, couple times, I guess, in their, in their franchise history. But this team can get a lot better, I think, particularly on defense. And this, this was an important win. I mean, I, I, I don't know what I expected, but I think they could have won a little easier. And yet... It, it doesn't really matter at this point of the year. They're five and one. Well, we talked about look after the New England game as well. Is just win. It, I mean, it's yeah. the, the old Al Davis saying, "Just sure. win, baby." But that's all that matters. And you know, Thursday night games on the road are tough. And, mm-hmm. and although, like you said, they dominated this game. To be honest, oh yeah, um, they did. We're up twenty-eight-seven, and you know, you always talk about you left Tom Brady too much time. Hmm. You know, when it's you know got a minute left or whatever, you left him five and a half minutes at the end, and he milked it all. Um, yeah. You know, typical Tom Brady fashion of, you know, whatever I got to do to win. Um, mm-hmm. it, it You know, the style points don't matter. It, your game six through the season, you're five and one. That's what matters is that through right. through six games, you're more than a third of the way through the season, and you're five and one. You're leading your division. You're, mm-hmm. you know, only Arizona and you're in the conference – the only one without a loss at this point, and we'll see what they do this weekend. And, right. You know, just bank the point. You know, it, it, we talk about this in hockey. You talk about it in all sports. Just bank the wins early, and then you know, yeah, then it gives you so much more flexibility down the, the stretch. Gives you a lot of leeway, and you know, quite frankly, you know, you'd love to win the division and, and take first overall, so you get that by the first week of the playoffs as well. So, and, and you're setting yourself up with that when you start five and one. Right, and and you know they they've managed to do this um, again. They're decimated on injuries on defense, um, but the guys that came in played pretty well. I mean, D. Delaney. I mean, if you had D. Delaney in your bingo card of of guys that in you know in week six you would need to step in and play defensive back. I mean, nobody thought Richard Sherman would be here. That, by the way, is not a surprise. The only surprise about Richard Sherman, who uh, tore up his hamstring in the first quarter and could not come back. And we'll probably miss a number of weeks here, I would imagine. The only surprise is that it didn't happen earlier. I mean, this guy was here all of three days, and they played them all but one play 
um, you know, against the New England Patriots. And then he comes back and plays on a very hot day against Miami. Again, plays nearly the entire game. And then, you know, four days later, he's up here in Philly. And it was too much for the old guy. You know, I mean, it'd be too much for anybody that hasn't run as much as, as he was asked to run. So he tweaked it. They brought in D. Delaney, who did a nice job. Obviously, Antoine um, Winfield Jr. wasn't here, so Mike Edwards played. Another interception by Jamel Dean. So they held up on the back end. I mean, again, the only plays that hurt them were PIs. They were past interference penalties. And really, Dean had one of those, and Edwards had one. But in both cases, they were in good position to make plays. They just kind of panicked. You know, they they lost their technique. Instead of just lean and look for the ball, um, they got a little handsy at the end. And those probably neither one of those were going to be completions. But you take away those two shots, Jalen Hurts might not get in the end zone at all. You know, I mean, that that was sort of like what their offense was early on. Um, you know, they tried to put the game away with about eight minutes to go or so near midfield. They went for it on fourth and three. I didn't necessarily like the idea. I think that's a particularly the call. I mean, he kind of went down the field with sort of a shot play to O.J. Howard and missed him. Um, and that gave that seemed to give the Eagles life and momentum. And they go down there and they score, and then they get the two-point conversion. Now all of a sudden you look up and you're going, geez, could these guys actually, like, choke this game away? But, you know, to your point, they did Brady did what Brady did. And, and they, were, they also benefited from a taunting penalty, which those calls are whack. You know, you can't get in a guy's face anymore. So that certainly helped them um, milk off the last part of the clock. How big is Leonard Fournette right now for this football team? My he, goodness. He's looking like playoff Leonard he's now. Kind of, I mean, we're six games in the season. Right. But, you know, we talked the first couple weeks of the season, the running game didn't look very good. Um, they weren't right. really trying it a lot. You kind of, you know, Ronald Jones was starting, but Leonard Fournette wasn't really showing much. But the last few weeks, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's pumping out 100 yards total, you know, offense almost every game now. He had 81 rushing on 22 carries, which isn't a great average, but two touchdowns. And then I think even more impressive was he had six catches for 46 yards, including one um, where he just broke a few ankles um, on the way to a first down. So he is uh, he's definitely the their bell cow, if you will. Ronald Jones ran okay ran five times for 20 yards, so they're still incorporating him a little bit. But for Nett, what he brings to them is the physicality. When you throw as often as the Bucks do, you really need that. You really need that physical presence to kind of keep, you know, those defenders in check. And you know, they had some good ones. I mean, you know, the the Eagles were pretty good up front, but they managed to keep uh, Brady clean by mixing it up. He goes thirty-four, forty-two, two ninety-seven, a couple of touchdowns, and then one interception that he kind of overthrew. Uh, that got picked off by a safety, but that was essentially uh, a punt. Um, I mean, it was third and long. Yeah, he threw it deep. Yeah. It was picked off. I mean, it was basically a punt. Right, and it snapped like a streak. I don't know, two hundred and twenty-seven. I think straight passes. Yeah, that sounds right. Right. So he had been he had been incredibly hot. I mean, the first drive they had of the game was was a thing of beauty. You know, they get the opening kickoff to go right down the field, zip zip zip. They're in the end zone. Um, just just picked up where he left off from the uh, Miami Dolphins game. So he was really, really good, I thought, uh, except at the end when I, they were trying to milk clock and they were trying to, you know, run the ball more and they got behind the sticks a couple of times. But all in all, um, a nice day by him, a great day by Antonio Brown, who had the biggest catch down the stretch for a first down. He finishes with nine catches for 93 yards. 
uh, and a touchdown, which uh, is three now in the last two games. So, you know, slowly you can see the trust building again between Brown. You know, they they kind of shut down Mike Evans a little bit. He only had two catches for 27 yards. Um, Chris Godwin did a little bit more, five for 43. But for the most part, it was Brown. And then another guy that showed up was O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard has not really been uh, a very relevant receiver for about a year. And, he, you know, he's slowly working his way back in from that Achilles injury. He catches six for 49 and a touchdown, which was huge. Um, so, you know, they, they got some contributions from some guys that haven't been doing much of late. Well, it's, and, it's typical uh, Tom Brady. It's okay. You want to take yeah. out Mike Evans? That's fine. You know, I'll just yeah. I'll throw it to O.J. Howard. I'll throw it to Antonio Brown is, you know. I'll take whatever you yeah. give me. You know, you want to cover Chris yeah. Godwin? I'll throw it somewhere else. You want to cover, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think I saw a stat in Sports Center. It's 12 straight wins now for the Bucks when Antonio Brown and Tom Brady play together. Is that right? Wow. That just shows the trust that they have and how many big plays that that guy makes mm-hmm. for Brady and vice versa. Um, that's that's a great stat. I didn't realize that. And man, man, really he has such a knack to get open. Yeah, he does. It's, it's just he, it's amazing how much space he can create. It's just this quick twitch, you know. The other guys come off the line of scrimmage and they don't quite have that suddenness to him. Like you can throw a bubble screen to this guy, and he's going to make the first guy or two miss, and then if he gets a block, he's out the back door. So, you know, it's really impressive to watch him work um, the end, you know, the edges of the field, the middle of the field, um, run after catch, does all that stuff. At one point. He kind of he kind of tweaked his foot a little bit. He was he was kind of hobbled, and then they got him over there and they worked on the little uh, on his on his foot. And he he finished the game. He seemed okay, but, but yeah, he he is uh he he's an, he's the Energizer Bunny man. I mean, the guy just gets them going, and you can see how how teammates respond to him, how hard they block for him. But when Brady's in a pinch, he looks for him. On third down, he looks for him. Um, you know, coming on this final drive to try to milk the clock, he looked for him. And so you can just see the, the, the confidence that he has in Antonio that is built. And it's really, you know, it's really been great these last few weeks. He's been, he's been huge, uh, for the Bucks. And, you know, I'm not sure where they'd be without him. I mean, obviously, you know, they lost Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson's played some of late, but their, their best receiver, um, is Antonio Brown right now? Right now, I mean, I I still think it's Mike Evans. The passing game runs through him, but they doubled Mike a lot. Well, I mean, the other teams really... know that Mike Evans is such a weapon that sure. they try to take that yeah. away from you. So, got to take something, yeah. So you take him, and then this guy beats you. Um, you know, and then you know, I mean, defensively, look, it, it was hard to chase Jalen Hurts around. I'll say this for him: he puts a lot of pressure on your defense because he extends plays and. He keeps his eyes downfield. A lot of guys will run around back there, especially young quarterbacks, but they're not really looking down the field to try to, you know, to try to hit big plays. Hertz does that, and you know, hence the couple pass interference penalties, but also some good balls um, down the field as well. Shaq Barrett, man, he was exhausted chasing that guy around. Shaq, Shaq must have had he must have let go of it, but he ended up with half a sack uh, and two tackles for losses, which is tough anyway because the quarterback carries the ball and whether he's passing or not if he ends up at the line of scrimmage and, and tucks it under his arm you could tackle him for no gain and it's not considered a sack the way it is for most quarterbacks because you know he's always running so 
Um, Barrett ended up, again, five tackles. A couple tackles were lost in half a sack. Um, he shared it with Jason Pierre-Paul. Vita Vea had one, which was nice to see. He was destroying some people, particularly in the run game. Um, he's been really fun to watch. So, you know, I mean, defensively they held their own considering all the guys that have been out in the secondary. You know, if not for the PIs, I don't, I don't think that – I don't know that they score any touchdowns. I, mean, I, I think they gave up 73 yards in the first half. That's crazy, and, and right? playing a quarterback that runs the RPO as much as they do, and they don't see it that yeah. often. No. You know what's cool about it is they're going to see it in their next game. I mean, it's, it, it was Jalen Hurts, and then the next time they come back out against Chicago – um, it's going to be Justin Fields. And, you know, those guys can both tuck it and run. They can both run the RPOs. All of that stuff is sort of their offense. So uh, having not really played a guy that can move around and scramble in some time, now they're going to get two in two weeks while it's still fresh in their minds. And I don't know that they're going to get Levante David back that quickly. They might. Um, more likely for the New Orleans game if he's going to come back from the ankle injury at all that fast. But, you know, they um, – well, the other part, they, they look, took, you're five and one. You don't have to rush those guys back. No, you really That's don't. I the mean, other you part know, of winning is is you, you can yeah. you can you know make sure Levante David's healthy before he comes back or sure you know, whatever however long Richard Sherman's going to be out with his hamstring, et cetera. Is you don't have to mm-hmm. rush guys back because you've you've padded you've given yourself some cushion. Right, right. No, it's it's a good point, and I don't think they will rush Gronk. I mean, you know. He said if if this game had been Sunday, several players might have played. Antoine Winfield Jr., I would think, would be one. Um, they say Gronk has made progress. I don't know that I w- – listen, they got this game against New Orleans on October 31st, on Halloween night, in the in the Big Easy. And for my money, you know, the Bears, the Bears are a good football team, but they have a rookie quarterback. They should not come into Raymond James and beat you. So if you can get by one more game – and then have access to Gronk and that one's at in home. the NFC South one. Uh, the first one's in uh, New Orleans. No, I mean, the Bears are at home. So, you know, yeah, the you Bears get, are you at get home. past that game is what sure, I'm saying. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've talked about they've played better at home this year. You know, the oh, crowd yeah. and all that's a big part of the road and everything else. So, And you're yeah. going to have the extra rest going into that game. So if you can handle so the Bears. get Gronk then, ready. Yeah. yeah. Get Gronk ready for the for the Saints, in my opinion. But, you know, maybe, maybe you even get um, – you'll definitely get Antoine Winfield Jr. back for the Bears game. I would expect him to play just because, but um, everybody else, you know, probably not Levante David, maybe for the New Orleans game. I mean, they haven't put these guys on IR, so you just don't know. Um, but they're, they're in really good shape. I mean, look, it is. It's it is it's rare to be 5-1. and one. It's hard to win that many games in a compressed time with two of them on the road. You know, three three wins in 12 days. And, and now the, the reward comes because, you know, players – they hate Thursday night, but they love Thursday night because when it's over, you're looking at a nice long weekend. The Bucks players won't even be in the facility until Tuesday. They got to be tested on Monday, but that's just procedural. But they won't have to come to work um, until next Tuesday, and they'll get a chance to get their legs back, um, their bodies back. You know, I was talking to Jamal Dean. He was like, "Man, I'm shot. Uh, I got no legs. I got you know, uh, really didn't get my body in, in in shape for these Thursday night games. So this will be a big boon for them." And like we said, if they could go 5-1, and one, I mean, the only loss is to the Rams. The Rams lost to the Cardinals, and they're going to kind of knock each other off, I think, in the NFC West for a while. So, you know, you, you're when you think back a year ago, 
at one point they were six and two, and then kind of the wheels came off. They ended up, you know, seven and five where they won eight in a row. Well, now they jump out here five and one. Well, that that's way better than last year's record. And you know, with with still two games to play against your your rival Saints team, so they're in great shape. And you know, a game was kind of sloppy. It wasn't. I mean, first of all, it's a hard place to play it's a very loud stadium there i don't know if it came across that on tv but lincoln financial is a loud ballpark and those people were all there um football team it's not it's sort of in limbo it's kind of in between i don't know if hertz is going to be the guy they got three number one draft picks next year they could go out package those maybe trade for a quarterback or or take one in the first round if they think one is warrants that but um he's a gamer man those guys follow him and he was tough to get on the ground, and their game plan was to try to push him to his left to not let him get outside to his right, and he still managed to do it a number of times, and he hurt him. But, you know, all in all, anytime you can go into Philadelphia, um, which is just a you know rabid fan base, I mean, they tailgate. It's a hard stadium to get into. Uh, they're rude. <laughs> it's like I was surprised how many people actually wore their Bucks colors. I was like, ooh. I don't know I'd be doing sporting that Mike Allstott jersey anywhere. But, you know, um, it's good to get a win up here if you're a visiting football team. It's a hard place to play. Even when the Eagles are bad, um, they they find a way to play pretty well at home. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, five and one, heal up. Tom, Tom Thumb, as they call him, Tom's Thumb, seems to be okay. He, he hates to address it. You ask him about it, he sort of bristles, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm a football player. I'm fine. Um, he did wear a little bit of tape on the thing, but Jay Glazer um, reported it was a ligament issue. In the saw that. Yeah, he said it had a strained ligament in his thumb, which you know, I mean, I guess that's interesting. It's more than a bruise. Um, thank God, you know, for him, there's no tears and and things like this. But um, you know, he's going to need the ten ten days rest. They asked Arians if he was going to see him and let him throw, and he's like, I'm not seeing anybody till Tuesday, man. You know, they got to come in Monday to get Tuesday. <laughs> I give them the day off, baby. They're, they're off, baby. Hey, they got to be off. They're five and days. one. You should be off. You should be. Yeah, you've done your job. I mean, five and you know, one, you're a veteran team. Yeah, LA, LA game could happen to anybody. LA turnaround lost to Arizona. So, you know, there's only one undefeated team, and you have. You've done your job and done it really well. Done it well on offense. You know, the offensive line has protected the. Running backs are running the ball now more. Uh, the tight ends getting involved, both Brait and Howard. You know, um, then you get Gronk back. So the, the arrows definitely pointed up, and um, you know, I, I, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to start getting guys like Murphy Bunning back, Antoine Winfield back. I don't know whether Richard Sherman will be back. Um, that could be a four-week injury. I mean, you just don't know with hamstrings, and he's an old. Guy who hasn't really gotten into kind of, any kind of shape. So, you know, that whole thing is just done. You're going to have to lean on some other guys uh, like Dee Delaney and others to, to try to fill that void until you can get Sean Murphy back, Carlton Davis back. Uh, those guys probably aren't as far far away as we think they are. So that's definitely going to help them. Yeah, one other right, stat we'll talk- I saw on SportsCenter, uh, Tom Brady threw for, uh, 34 for 42. It's the 112th time in his career he's thrown 40 or more passes in a game. It is 112. The, yeah, it is the first that he completed 80% of them. Really? 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, when 84 81 percent was thirty four forty two. It was the first time about that? in his career with forty or more attempts that he's completed eighty percent or more. That's really cool. Yeah, just under three hundred yards, two ninety seven, two touchdowns, two tutties, and the one pick, uh kind of a Hail Mary deal down the field. So he's played he's played really well. And and yet after the game, I'm telling you and I'm I'm not a great tea leaf reader. I don't I don't know what guys' moves are all the time. But he came to the podium and was very short with his answers, almost like you know he had to go somewhere. Like maybe his son was down from New York. I have no idea, but he seemed to be in a little bit hurried or in a hurry, and he was not happy. You know, I mean, he was maybe he know. was just trying to help you on deadline. You know, maybe he was short though. He was really That's short. What I mean, he was short helping yeah. out. You know, hey. yeah. Let me get you out of here but, quick. But I also think that you know he's thinking this is just my from what I gather from Tom. He's thinking, wait a minute, we were up twenty eight seven. Like what are we why are we struggling down the stretch here having to pick up first downs? We were up twenty eight to seven, man. We should have scored forty on these guys. And that's sort of how Tom works. You know, he looks at things and goes, Yeah, that wasn't very good. You know, we should have crushed those guys. And I I just I do. I think he was disappointed. He could have been distracted, but I think he was just disappointed that they didn't play better. He played okay, I thought. Um, but as a team, you know, it left a lot of meat on the bone, as they say. So, you know, I can understand his frustrations. And, um, you know, he, he just didn't have. But, but that's why he's the best. It was complimentary to his teammates. That's why he's the it best. Is. He's he doesn't, driven. He's singularly driven. And, and, and even though they won and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, have the days off and then short rest and everything, he's not satisfied with it. And that's why he's, you know, the GOAT. And don't ask him about his thumb because I'm telling you, man, he does not want to talk about it. I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, that may have been I'm why just, he was short, too, because that's what people want to talk about. I'm a football player. I'm fine. You know. And uh, it didn't look like it was bothering him. I mean, he's had two really good days throwing the ball, both here and, and then Sunday at Miami, so or against Miami. He was really, really good. Anyway, your Buccaneers are 5-1, and one, so, you know, it's... Uh, Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A little better than the Tampa Bay Lightning, who made it 1-1 one one with a crazy game in Detroit. Is Detroit good all of a sudden? Has Stevie Eiserman got that team playing like... They're going to do something. Well, Detroit's going to be better. Uh, they're not. Yeah. They're not playoff ready yet. Um, they're not. Okay. No, but they're going to be better than they were last year, which was better than they were the year before. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of young players. They're playing. Uh, mm-hmm. It was their home mm-hmm. opener. Actually, they were season opener. And you know, I, look, the Lightning didn't look that good early. Um, gave up a mm-hmm. lot of great chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though by the end of the game they dominated the shot total. The number of great chances they gave up uh, was not good defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ha- they gave up four goals to Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, wow! Yeah, he scored four for them. A crazy sequence happened, and, and I don't understand this at all. So Matthew Joseph checks Dylan Larkin into the boards, hit him from behind. Could have been boarding. Mm. Um, I p- thought it probably should have been a penalty. Yeah, Larkin did not like it. Now, he kind of got hurt that way last year. He is down on the ice for a second, gets up, and absolutely sucker punches Matthew Joseph coming by. Woo! 
Really? Just wow, that's clothesline a, sucker punched him. That's a suspension, isn't it? And so Jan Ruda sees this and comes in and goes after Dylan Larkin. So Dylan Larkin gets a match penalty, which is a five-minute really? major and thrown out of the game. Okay. But they assess roughing penalties to both Joseph and Ruda. And so Ooh. Dylan Larkin gets a match penalty, is kicked out of the game, but the Red Wings go on the power play because they gave penalties to two Lightning players. Oh, jeez. Which they didn't call the initial hit on Joseph. But then they call roughing afterwards when he was laying on the ice. So I didn't fully get it, but the the Red Wings scored on their power play, which at that point made it, what, 4-1. to one. Then they played, you know, the two the full two minutes at four and four, and then the Lightning ended up with three minutes of power play where they scored twice. Steven Samko scores twice to make it a four three mm. game and bring it back close. Mm. But and John Cooper afterwards, like, I've never seen where a guy gets a match penalty, but they end up with the power play. <laughs> it's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. But the Lightning, uh. you know, end up tying the game on the six on five goal late. And Nadelkovich completely misplayed the puck, and oh, the Lightning no. stole it, and, and Kalorn put it in. And then in overtime, the Lightning dominated. I the Red Wings never had the puck. And it was two, oh, wow. two and a half minutes into overtime when the Lightning scored, but the Red Wings never got the puck. It was the Lightning controlled it the whole time. And Andre oh, Pallott wow. with the game winner. So, you know, maybe the Lightning didn't deserve those two points, but so through two games, hey. you had a stinker at the home opener. They didn't play great in Detroit, but you got you got two points in two games. So, you know, first win of the season, move on. You got what? It's a tough stretch. You got Washington Saturday at Washington, which has always been a hard place for the Lightning to play. And then next week, you get Florida and Colorado at home, two of the best teams in the league. So, and those are big, big rivalry with Florida. Getting the two points uh, Thursday night in Detroit was was important and good. And, you know, you you get the first win of the season, take the two points and move on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think how many how many assists did Victor Hedman have? Like four assists or something like that? Yeah, well Cooch had a four point night. Um yeah, he got his first goal. Uh, I didn't I don't remember how many assists Hedman got, but yeah, yeah I think it was four. You know, they they put forty some shots on goal. That's um, good. Yeah. I mean they just they had some defensive lapses and, and that led to a lot of the goals. So Yeah. They weren't four checked the way uh Pittsburgh came in here and did them. Mm-hmm. The other night, I mean, that was incredible. They had no space at all, no timing. But I heard um, they were, and is this true, they were down three goals with about six or seven minutes to go? So uh, they, were down, they were down, they were down, yeah, 4-1. They got to 4-3. Yeah. It was, what, 5-3. Did it get to 6-3 again? I'm trying to remember if it did. Or if it, uh, Yeah, I believe it did get 6-3, and then they got Yeah, the, I think three times they, they were trailing yep. by three. Yep. You know? That's 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 a champion's heart right there, man. Yeah, I had both those games on, and, and also had the uh, the Dodgers and Giants game on, which the Dodgers advanced to the NLCS. So, yeah, I saw the check swing that ended the game, kind of a joke. It didn't look like he went, but you know you can't put it in the umpire's hands either. Nope, I suppose. But I I am not looking forward to the quintessential Dodgers Houston playoff that we're about to see. In the World Series. I'm just not ready for it. Well, the Braves have home field advantage against the Dodgers. Let's hope. Even though the Dodgers had 100 and whatever wins this year because the wild card yeah. teams, 
until the until the World Series can't have home field. Right. Um, so yeah, you got uh, what tonight the Red Sox Astros start. Okay. And then Saturday night, you'll have Houston LA start, or I mean Atlanta yeah. LA. Right. Well, I'm rooting for everybody except Houston and LA. <laughs> I'm not rooting for anyone. I was hoping San Francisco got in. I would have liked to have seen Evan Longoria, you know, take another mm-hmm. step with a different team and gives you somebody to kind of pull for. But um, of the ones remaining now, not a fan of some of those franchises. And, and we know why. I mean, some of them have cheated, including, you know, the manager of, of the Red Sox has been mm-hmm. popped for that. So and The Astros cheated. And- oh, boy. And they're really good. I would not be surprised if they won the World Series. It just feels that way. It just does. Um, especially when you get the calls they got to win that game, you know, against against San Francisco. So unfortunate for them. But hey, it's been a, it's been a long it's been a busy week. It's been a long week. Um, it's a late night. Again, it's a very late night, early morning. Um, maybe I get more than forty five minutes sleep this time, but not much more because we got like an eight thirty flight. So we're gonna call it. Uh, a week and uh, look forward to the weekend with all the college football. Of course, we can sit back and enjoy the NFL because the Bucks aren't playing. Uh, and then they'll be back at practice uh, sometime on Tuesday. So um, keep it, uh, you know, in Sports Day Tampa Bay online uh, as well as uh, check out TampaBay.com, Tampa Bay Times, all our stories from the games, both uh, both the Lightning, Eduardo Encina, myself uh, here in Philadelphia. Where the Bucks have gone to five and one with their twenty-eight twenty-two win over Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. So for Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs>